Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger, 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WAOB Vincent, 97.3 FM in Washington. First guest this morning from the George Rogers Clark National Park is Joe Heron. And good morning, Joe. Good morning. You brought a guest. I did bring a guest, yeah. Uh, Want to introduce uh, Vance Knowles. He will be our acting superintendent for the next uh, three or four months. Um, just welcome to Vincent's. Yeah. Well, hi, Vance. Good morning, Ed. Thanks for having me. Oh, uh, no problem. Well, welcome to Vincent's. Have you ever heard of Vincent's? Uh, I had not. Yeah. I had heard of George Roger Clark National Historical Park. I just had not put it together with the town. Okay. Where are you originally from? I'm originally from Bradenton, Florida, south side of Tampa Bay. Oh, what I would do to be there, <laughs> especially last Friday. But uh, wow. I did everything I could to get out. <laughs> okay. Wonderful area, but you're back here in Vincent's now. And um, what, what, I guess, got you here? Um, well, I mean, my National Park Service journey has just been a long one. Uh, I am the chief ranger at Richmond National Battlefield in Richmond, Virginia. I'm looking for that kind of next step forward in my career, um, just some new challenges, and this opportunity came up to come to Vincennes and, and help with the park. Okay, great. So uh, you're here for four months? Correct. And then what happens after that? I mean, I really don't know how this works. If everything goes as it should, uh, we may have the permanent, the full-time replacement in They'll, it'll probably hopefully be a smooth transfer. Vance will be wrapping up about the time they're coming on and they can share information. I, I did it for about six weeks and I kind of told Vance everything that we had moving forward. So uh, if when everything works smoothly, but of course with moves and everything else, this person could be coming from anywhere in the country. Uh, the, it, things could get delayed. Anything's possible. So it could gap for a time or so this is it. Uh, four months. See if you like it. Stay. If not, go. You know you're coming here for four months, and then you're going back to Virginia. Is that Correct. right? Okay. So it's kind of a chance to get away for a little bit. It is, but that that's also hard because my family is in Richmond. So I, you have to take these opportunities when they come. So how many hours? I'm of, doing it. How many hours are you away? Right. How far is that? It's here? about ten hours. Ten hours. Okay. Yeah. What seventy and I don't, heck, I don't know. Sixty-four most of the way. Oh, okay. And, um, okay. I, I, I hop off somewhere in Louisville, I believe. <laughs> okay. And, and get off, but I mean, really, ten hours. I felt like that's about as far as I really wanted to go, where I could get back there in a day's drive, if you know, if I had to. Okay. So, so what lured you here? What What was the interest? You know, is is it the history? I mean, simple as that, or to some extent, um, and. I, you know, and I don't mean this in a negative way. I'm just casting a wide net looking for different experiences. Um, when this park, I mean, I, I certainly looked up the parks that I was applying for, and I didn't apply to anywhere that I, I wouldn't, you know, definitely take that job. Um, I thought it was interesting. I could tell that there was a lot of involvement in the park with the town, whereas in Richmond, we're a little fish in a very big pond. And here, um, the park is so much more pronounced and integrated in the community. I think that is awesome, and um, I look forward to being a part of that for these four months. Okay. I hate to say this, but and I can't remember who told me this. One time says, if you're a history geek, you're a history geek. It yeah. doesn't matter where you're at. You love history. Is that true? <laughs> Probably is. And, and to be honest, I'm not a history geek. I'm a law enforcement um, ranger and that so i'm the chief ranger of law enforcement and emergency services oh wow so this is yeah. a great opportunity to not be wearing all the <laughs> accoutrement 
Yeah. Uh, all the gear. Oh, you, you threw me a curve here, Joe. Yep. I had no clue. Wow. Yeah. Well, this is something totally different. It, uh, but for the, and I've said this about kind of other people coming in, it is the right time to have an LEO, even though he's not going to be wearing the gear with the eclipse coming up with everything that's going to go on with the organizational special use permits he's bringing a lot of good experience that we didn't have right now there's there's nobody in the park except vance who has that particular background so it's going to help with that he's going to look at our rendezvous with new eyes i've been doing rendezvous for eight years frank did rendezvous for 30 years so it's going to be nice to have somebody new come along and give give their thoughts on how we could do it better so wow okay i apologize (laughs) i I was calling you a a history nerd and you're a law enforcement nerd (laughs) wow but i mean but and again that just shows you i don't want to say that i don't understand the park system but i just don't understand all that goes into them mm-hmm. you know what i mean uh we've never gone an angle like this joe nope. i mean never yeah, had anybody diff- it's a little different we usually it's uh have tricorn hat will travel you know we nor- <laughs> normally show up with some some background with dressing out and stuff and no, Vance is bringing new experience and i think it's really going to help us yeah. uh, it's going to help us build and it's going to help us diversify well let's let's face it you're coming from a state that is rich in history let's yes, face it yes i mean there's no doubt everybody knows virginia is one of the top so but i'll tell you what i was stunned to learn that vincennes is five years older than richmond Really? Yeah. yeah. Richmond was established in 1837. Vincennes was 1832. All right. Or, sorry, there you go. Yeah, we, yeah. we kicked Richard's butt, didn't we? And that, that we did. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it it kind of stunned me. I was like, wow. Like, Yeah. But I mean, for you to come here, you had to know a little bit about the George Rogers Clark. And I use the word story. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. You know that. So uh, is there any particular part of the history of... Uh, George Rogers Clark that intrigued you so much that it just it actually drove you here? No, I think um, I was interested in the, the sort of French connection. Um, I didn't, I wasn't really thinking about that being um, in existence. He, he probably didn't know it. It's the same thing I discovered when I came here. You start connecting to where you came from. And right. of course, we've got the Patrick Henry story with Virginia. Uh, we've got Clark coming from Virginia, Jefferson, certainly. So these things all kind of influence each other. I mean, it's, uh, it, it, it is kind of neat to make those connections once you get there. But sometimes with the Park Service, we are, we are making decisions for a career or making decisions to, to gain a new experience. And then we find these things along the way, these connective tissues. And this is my second Revolutionary War Park. I worked in mm-hmm. Greensboro, North Carolina at Guilford Courthouse National Military Park. And I remember at the time when I went there thinking it was a Civil War park yeah, no because way. it was in the South. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It happens. Yeah. I would not have imagined that in Indiana that there would be a Revolutionary War park. Just did not, was not on my radar. Uh, didn't, that's how I didn't really know the story. So I, I was stunned to learn that. You did find that really interesting. You need to take the tour. <laughs> yeah, we're getting him there. We're getting him there. It takes a little time. But yeah, yeah, you got to yeah. watch the film. Yeah. And you got to go around so that's great though i mean now i guess in law enforcement in parks is it is it what we would think it would be you, you just watch crowds or is it is it more in detail than that it depends on the park okay um for us in richmond uh we try and focus on 
the resource, uh, ARPA-related cases, which is the Archaeological Resource Protection Act, looting of uh, sites that are, you know, in the backcountry. We've got, we've set up backcountry cameras, trail cams to try and, you know, monitor these places that need to be protected. So that's one of the things, and then we just kind of run the gamut. You never know when you're just going to get the drugs, the DUIs, the, you know, the yeah. yahoos that just yeah. do what they do in a, in, in a park setting. So right. um, it's, it's, a, it's a wide gamut of things that we do. Was the pandemic challenging for you guys, for people wearing masks? It was. It was, uh, as for everybody, it was very strange. <laughs> okay. um, the entire park, everybody went um, virtual, but we did not. Um, we were the only ones still out there wearing N95 masks, trying to do, you know, contacts, wearing masks. It was difficult and definitely a challenge. Right. We got through it. Okay, yeah. Now, somebody, if they were at Yellowstone or whatever in your capacity, it'd be a little bit different or something, wouldn't it? Yes. My first job was at Yellowstone. I started there in 2001. Um, I was a LE Ranger at the South District. I always wanted to go there. Yeah. I haven't been there yet. <laughs> it was a ton of, uh, a ton of traffic. Uh, speeding violations but what you would get and what was cool about it is the the backcountry things would happen the search and rescues when you always had a backpack ready to go so someone's missing you just pull over throw on your bag and go and it's pretty great yeah yellowstone and the grand canyon it's on my list somewhere <laughs> sometime but wow wow you bring a lot of experience i've been at 10 different parks <laughs> 10 10 yep. what's your favorite um, you know, Yellowstone is amazing. I, I really, I really loved it. Just the, you know, being in a place where you are not the top of the food chain. I, I like that when you go in the back country. Um, I mean, I have different favorites. I, I did work at the North Rim of the Grand Canyon. thought that was amazing. I've worked in a park in Hawaii called Pu'uhonua Ohonau Now. Uh, I was there for almost three years. Um, a different kind of amazing. I mean, the culture was just fascinating and, and exciting. Um, yeah, I mean, I, if, I ha if I could go back to one place, I would say Yellowstone. Because when I left there, I always thought, I'll get back. But I've never gotten back. I'm so mad at my mom and dad. Why didn't they steer me towards something like this? Yeah. Wow. Now, see, Joe, you're from the, more of the mm -hmm. south, though. Sure, Deep sure. South. So you guys have different regions, but... But you're all over the place. Wow. It's, I mean, it, it's a lifestyle, and but it is also challenging. It's challenging, challenging to raise a family when you're doing that. Um, so my last few uh, moves have been much more permanent. Okay. Rangers in their 20s tend to be a bit nomadic. You tend to be able to get up and move every two years or whatever. Right, right. It happens a lot. It's almost like being in the military, isn't it? I mean, it, really it is, but we choose whether or not we move. A lot of people think we get, you know, stationed. Like we make those decisions, but it is that that sort of lifestyle of just picking up everything and moving somewhere new. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break, and we'll have more after this at WAOV.
Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Back on the morning chat with Ed Ballinger. Glad you'd be with us as Joe Heron and the new acting ranger, I guess, uh, interim superintendent, interim superintendent. Uh-huh. superintendent is what I was looking for. Yeah. Vance Knowles joins us. And um, Joe, there's a lot of things to talk about going on right now. It's a big week. Yeah. Is, yeah, what it is. Uh, the memorial's going to be closed for the next couple days. Uh, we are stripping and waxing the floors. We haven't done this in a long time. Uh, the good thing about it, when we reopen, we're going to reopen them Thursday. And then Friday, we're going to have that Fort Sackville ceremony. We haven't done this since 2020. Those that will remember, Sons of the American Revolution come out. They do a, a um, wreath laying, a flag. I say flag ceremony. I think I just said it. Um, but Vance is going to speak a bit. I'll speak a bit. Uh, the mayor's going to do a proclamation. Afterwards, we're going to go over to the Parish Center on 3rd Street uh, around noon and uh, Vance will be our guest speaker. I'll also do a Q&A about things going on in the park. So uh, if you've enjoyed listening to Vance for a while, you can listen to him with a brown bag lunch. Uh, there, won't be a, there won't be a call ahead. There won't be make a reservation cater or anything. Bring a brown bag lunch. Come join us uh, on Friday. Uh, and, of course, Saturday is the big, the big program, uh, the Clark March. And being 245, you know, happens on the fives and the zeros. It's a long march. Oh, yeah, long, long. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, 12 mile. Uh, 12 mile, we're going to start about 830 from the park. Uh, we're going to bus out to a spot and then walk back. The five mile people are going to meet up about 1030. And we're going to meet somewhere out there, out past 6th Street, <laughs> way out in the way out towards the crossing. Um, need to call us if you want to come on the march. That is one thing we ask people to pre-register just so you have a seat on those buses. I, I think the weather's supposed to cooperate pretty well. It's going to be great. Yeah, I think yeah. it's going to be nice. Yeah. Spring type yeah. weather. Knock on wood. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> so, it's, it's yeah. good. You know, it's better than last Friday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most definitely. That was a surprise. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, what, yeah. what was this? Okay, do we want to have the snow this Friday or... I know that Clark March is next Friday. Let's do it this Friday. Let's so do it this Friday. That's why we had yeah, to snow. I ordered it up. I so, know you yeah. did. You got, you've got that power, man. <laughs> tell you. Okay, well, good. It is busy yeah, week. It is. Okay, now what did you say? Why is the memorial closed? Uh, we are going to strip and wax the floors. We've got a contract coming in to do it. But uh, it's, they're just getting a little grungy over the time and a little bit of dings. and um, It just needs a good cleaning right now. Okay, Great. Mm-hmm. Great. Anything else you'd like to talk about? Uh, just to kind of put, uh, just to put a little further down the calendar, uh, Kite Day will be March 30th. Uh, last year we got rained out. We pushed it to a Sunday. I think we'll do the same thing. If it rains on the 30th and the weather looks good the next day, we'll probably just push one day. But uh, you don't have to own a kite. If you do, you're welcome to bring it. Uh, this is something you wouldn't have done at George Rogers 10 years ago, but uh, we are welcoming kites now. Just yeah. uh, Also, they're, they're doing it in D.C. at the same time. It's, uh, it's not a collaborative project, but we are doing it kind of uh, in it, just in joining with what they have going on with, with their festival and yeah. the kites around. And it's, 
The back part on the levee is just a good place to fly them. Uh, our Youth Advisory Council, our high school kids over at Lincoln, are going to help the kids put kites together again. If you don't have a kite, don't let that uh, don't let that stop you. We want the kids to come out and enjoy the program. Yeah, I always ask Joe, like, okay, what does kites have to do with history? What does astronomy have to do with history? <laughs> you know, and there's always a connection. Yes. And then I'm learning this year what an eclipse means for history. A lot. Uh, a lot. A lot. Yes, a lot. Sir, yeah. I was really amazed on uh-huh. that. So uh, connects to Clark and and to Harrison so, Tecumseh. Tecumseh really. Tecumseh. Yeah, was. the Tecumseh one's the one we think of uh, the eighteen oh six, and that'll be the theme for this year's rendezvous. I'm sure you've talked to a couple mm-hmm. folks already. Uh, no, I haven't. You haven't? Not oh, my yet. gosh, Not yeah. We're, we're, it's um, so early, so early. Pre-brochures out there, and it, it's showing the 1806 eclipse. I've already seen medallions and buttons. The designs are out there. Uh, you'll probably see them on social in the next two, three weeks, I'm sure. Yeah. You'll like the rendezvous. Yeah. You will like the rendezvous. Trust me. Trust it me. sounds very big. Okay. It is. We, have, big. we have a couple things in, in Richmond that are not nearly as big. Well, as well let me just put it this way. Don't start a diet until after the rendezvous. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah, what I tell that's a good people. Point. Yeah. yeah, but but it's wonderful. It's great, great event. You know, we take a lot of pride, and it's still amazed that some people in this town still have never been there. Yeah, they tell me I haven't been to rendezvous. I said you haven't lived. Yeah. I go, it's fun. So anyway, good. That's exciting. Okay, uh, Vance, we're talking about all these things that are coming up. The park that you're at, were you guys pretty active with the community too, or? We are, we are, but we're, it's, it's also a small park and it's very oddly laid out. So uh, we have a couple visitor centers in town, but the park itself is, if you look at it on a map, it's like postage stamp pieces of property all scattered around the east side of the city. So there's not one continuous park. Um, we do have one continuous road that is just a parkway with, you know, a few acres, or, sorry, a few feet of property on either side of the road. So it's just a it's just a road going through an old uh, fort. Um, we do interact with community, but I don't see it at the same level as here, where mm-hmm. this park is clearly you know it's located in the center of the city mm-hmm. and has access to you know everybody is right there, whereas we are all over the city and it's a big city and uh-huh. we're not, you know, we're not close to city hall. We're not close to the mayor's office. Um, so we just don't have the same level of interaction that I think is great that, that you do here. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're pretty tightly knit in a lot of ways. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we, of course, you know, we talked in the break about the eclipse uh, and you just happened to come into one of the places that's going to be. I knew where it was bought. I knew it was, you know, going to be in this part of the country. And oh. it was one of the things I looked at. I was like, I wonder where it is relative. And I was like, wow, it is right on the center of yeah. the center line. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to, we're going to see it. Well, maybe we won't see it. <laughs> okay. All we want to do is, Vance, you are responsible for the weather. No clouds, no rain. I will do my best. Okay. No snow. <laughs> no, no anything. Okay. Just clear skies. Got it. It could be a little crisp. I wouldn't care. Just clear skies. And the other thing is you're responsible. I get off the air at 10. I want to be at my house by 1030. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get out of here to get to my house <laughs> with traffic. You know, you know, I got my friends at the police station. Maybe they could help me out. <laughs> Guide me a path to my house. That's yeah. all I want to do. But uh, 
It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And your area is going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be a lot of center of attention. Being a national park, it's going to be a draw. Why? Uh, we've already had a lot of calls, and it's uh, and people do imagine that we're a large park and it's woods. I keep trying to explain. This is more. We're small, twenty six acres. Uh, we do have good viewing, uh, but there's going to be a festival going on, so we need to plan accordingly. I usually get them to that city website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Patrick Henry Square will be busy, mm-hmm. and then. But I tell you what, it's. Any, anywhere there's a, an opening, you're gonna feel the effect. But mm-hmm. boy, your lawn is perfect. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, you know, it's yeah. like, shut up, Ed. No, it is. No, it is. It, it is. It, it, it is. is. Yeah, blankets and lawn chairs. Same way we've done Fourth of July right. for years. Right. Uh, it's and gonna be that times hundred. Um, okay, and they're gonna yeah. close the bridge, but then it's gonna be one way out. I to get off talk to the mayor about yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's. I've what, heard both. So I, I, yeah, yeah so, I think I mean, they're gonna one way it out for the end of the thing just to right. be able to get people yeah yeah going moving yeah get <laughs> yeah. them moving because not everybody's sticking around no and the other thing is that's been the biggest problem is has been traffic on the interstate or mm-hmm. on the highways not so much in town it's when you get out that way so well anyway i don't want to talk much about that that's we'll that's okay that. that's, yeah. you know, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll give him vance next month since he's coming yep. in he'll house. have all oh, the details oh, yep. we'll, we'll, we'll eclipse that thing to death yeah <laughs> okay. that'll be the big talk yeah. yeah no well there's a lot of big talk going on you know uh-huh. you know we still you're right rendezvous just around the corner i mean well anyway you're coming at a great time apparently <laughs> so <laughs> i mean a great time um can you do that march yeah i'll be there mm-hmm can you walk it all then? Absolutely. I'm, yeah. gonna do, oh I'm gonna do all twelve. Oh <laughs> I hate driving twelve miles. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, that's great. And that is this Saturday. That is this Saturday. If people can call before tomorrow, that really helps us with planning. Uh, that phone number, if I haven't given it yet, eight one two eight eight two seventeen seventy six. Uh, or you can look us up on Facebook. Uh, of course, the George Rogers Clark National Historical Park. We've got the, the National Park Service Arrowhead, uh, kind of shrouded in blue. Uh, look us up. Get in touch with us if you want to come along. Even if you don't want to do the 12, you can do the 5. Uh, there are options there. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Vance, good meeting you today. The, Thank you for having uh, me. It was good to meet you too. Okay. Then, well, I mean, you'll be up here next month. Joe be off. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just want to say, um, Joe and the staff have been just super welcoming and they are a great staff and um, and thank you to joe for kind of taking the reins for Thanks. for a while and I really yeah. appreciate it and hey they're, they're good people they do a good Absolutely. job they do a good job and it's 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 top notch and i'm a little partial but i think so <laughs> sure all right well thank you gentlemen so much and we'll see you next month Sounds thank good. you all right stay tuned more of the morning chat coming up on waov Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Welcome back to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger on 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WAOV of Incense, also at 97.3 FM in Washington, as Denise Swank, our guest here from CASA. Good morning. Good morning to you, Ed. Okay. All right. Hey, before we get going, 
Are we having a golf scramble this year? Oh, we are. We are. Um, the day before Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Um, and um, that will be our 13th annual golf scramble. So okay. looking forward to that. Well, the reason I asked is because I was talking to some guys yesterday. They said they'd been out golfing. Oh, yeah. Okay, before the snow came. I said, oh. So I was thinking golf like wonder if costs having their event yes okay. yes so we've already sent out um notifications to all of our previous supporters and golfers so they should have gotten their first email from me next thing you know they'll be seeing my face <laughs> in their businesses and offices and <laughs> that's the next thing that happens um that's not a bad thing yeah is it? yeah i show up and just want to say thank you and bring them a little something you know just to say thank you again um yeah and asking them for support once again for our golf scramble so yeah it's just one of those things that i do is to stop in and say hello all right well anyway i just wanted to get that out there i know it's still in february but uh won't yeah. be long won't be no long. it won't be yes so we start right at the first of the year doing that so we've already kind of um look forward to that day and um and seeing our golfers again okay great all right, what would you like to talk about today? So, uh, you know, I just wanted to share with you um, that we are looking forward to our day at the State House. So, Casa Day at the State House is a really amazing day. It's a sea of blue on our State House floor. And so, just to see all of our Casas across the state, um, Casa uh, volunteers and also the directors there with our blue shirts on so that day will be on the 27th of this month so looking forward to that that's going to be next tuesday um, we've asked our volunteers to attend with us uh, all of our staff so looking forward to that to talk to our legislators about casa and continuing to support the casa programs um, across the state so um they will have guest speakers as Judge Dana Kenworth from the Court of Appeals of Indiana will be there, as well as Judge Darren, uh, I don't want to, um, you know, mess this name up, but Dehulaney, the senior judge. Mm -hmm. So looking forward to them both being there and um, speaking to us about what they're doing to move forward the CASA mission. Okay, uh, when was this again? What? So this is the 27th of February. Okay, all right, all right. Um, and it happens that all uh, CASAs across the state are on the state house floor. There will be speakers there other than just uh, the judges that will be speaking. They've actually decided to highlight Knox County CASA. We had a case here um, that had been open for six years. And yes, and, and the same causes actually were on that case. And I had just, you know, been touched by our causes and how amazing they are. And I shared this with the state. And then they asked if uh, they would be willing to come and speak or just be present at this event. So they're going to be there. Also, the child that was adopted will be there. And she's written a story about her CASA and the impact that her costs have had on her. And so they will be highlighted there at the state house on that day. Wow. So yeah, All that's right. pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, Knox <laughs> County. Yeah. Okay. okay. So looking forward to that. Talking with uh, uh, different costs across the state. Uh, first of all, are costs 
broken down into counties? Yes, okay, uh-huh. okay. every county um, has a CASA program. Okay. And uh, so every county is different in how their CASA, CASA programs are ran because their judges decide how that CASA program, I shouldn't say are ran, but it's a little different, you know, in the fact that that judge can decide how that CASA program is and going to And that's Judge run. Lee in our county, right? Yes, okay, right. uh-huh. okay. Judge Lee is our CASA program um it, she is my boss, and so she, I report to her. I did not know that. She's the Chins case. Okay, she okay. does all the Chins cases, which is a child in need of services. All right, okay. So they, every, we have 92 CASAs then in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, do, they, do they all seem to have a common denominator as far as problems? Um, well, yes. And <laughs> the fact that <clears throat> mental health is one of the number one things that we all see and so why children come back into the system or in the system that mental health drugs you know well mental health and you have those things two things that are related and homelessness we see a huge homelessness problem across the state um, as we have that here in Knox County and so um, you know all these things you know coincide together um, cause for children to be coming to the system and those needs um, because that's added stress on families, you know, cause children to be neglected or abused. Okay. All right. Now, what about volunteers? Do they all seem to need volunteers as well? Yes. So all programs, uh, you know, struggle with the need for volunteerism. I call it the human capital. (laughs) It is. I mean. Yes. And so, and you know, some counties have, um, will have a director, but will be serving two counties uh, for one CASA program, meaning that their counties are so teeny tiny that they will have one director and one judge is serving for those two counties as well. So they will have multiple counties because they're just really small here in Indiana. So with that being said, but they still are in need of volunteers. We all are in need of volunteers. Um, And then some programs have that VOCA grant, which I've talked about before, Mm -hmm. Victims of Crime Out grant. Not every county has that. And how I also said that um, every county is a little different in how they run their program. They can be a court program or they can be a nonprofit. So we are a court program here in Knox County, meaning our funding comes from our county and from also the state. We get state funding. We also have received that VOCA grant, Victims of Crime Act grant. So that's where our funding comes from. Other programs are nonprofits. So they do fundraising to be able to get their funding, but they can also receive funding from evoke a grant. They can write grants to receive their funding, but they don't get any funding necessarily from their county. And they get funding from the state. So that's just how the programs are run a little differently, meaning how they're set up and their funding comes from. We're very blessed here in Knox County to have the support of our county to be able to, and our commissioners and our councilmen, to be able to give us the funding and the support to run our CASA program. You know, you look at uh, the support you do get from our county government. Yes. I mean, it, it, it's huge. It's amazing, it yes. Is. But in a perfect world, we wouldn't need it. That's right. But we- this is not a perfect world, folks. <laughs> Trust me, it's not a perfect world. You know, whenever I say talk about that Victims of Crime Act grant and the impact that it has on our program, I'll just talk to you about that for just a minute. Um, the funding that comes in, 
and the amount of children that it serves. So basically we have 160 children that we're serving. They serve 78 children of that 60, um, 160 children. But our volunteers are the lifeblood of our program. And we can't do this program without our volunteers. And our volunteers are serving 23, or I take that back, um, we have 23 volunteers. That's where I was going with that. Right. And they serve mm. the other portion of that with 33 children being still on our wait list. We still, with our volunteers, our 23 volunteers, and our VOCA grant cannot serve all the children here in Knox County. That's why, you know, where I'm always requesting more volunteers. It's just that impact that we need of more volunteers. With that being said, it's time to rewrite that Victims of Crime Act grant. And they've asked us to decrease mm. our request by 15%. So if we request, if we write that for 15% less, we have to either one, get rid of one of our staff advocates that are serving a caseload of those 78 children, or, um, you know, some way cut that funding that way, or not pay for their traveling. And they travel all over the state of Indiana. Mm -hmm. For example, last month, one staff member drove over a thousand miles, a hundred thousand. Yeah, it was over a thousand miles to serve all the children that she's serving. Just one caseload, a thousand miles. And so you think about that. Where all she going? She's mm -hmm. going to the top of the state, <laughs> you know, literally right, right. up by Lake County to visit one of our Knox County children. So, um, but she sees those children face to face every month and that is requirement to, you know, be a volunteer or a staff member. You need to put your eyes on those children. See, Denise, you brought up something we've, all the years we've talked, we really have not talked about how you follow the child. I mean, if it's originally from Knox County and they move, even though let's say they move and they're up in Porter County, yes. okay, up north. It's not Porter County's problem. It's still Knox, Knox County. Yeah, it's and still a think, Knox County child. Yeah, mm -hmm. and even though they take up residence somewhere else, mm -hmm. it's still one of ours. Yes. I, that's just, that's so hard to fathom. Yes, well, you know, a child may be moved for many different reasons. One, there may be moved because of a residential facility. Mm -hmm. they, they move into a residential facility there, or, you know, they need to get treatment, and that treatment facility is there or um, they may move in with a family member um, because we want to keep kids with, you know, next of kin or family, and that family member lives, you know, in Porter right. County. So that's why a child may move from Knox County. It's not because we want to move them out of the county. It's just because that was the reason why we moved them out of the county. And, yes, um, if a volunteer starts on the case, we always give them priority to children that are placed here in Knox County. But we can't guarantee they're going to stay here. And then we give them the option, you know, um, to drive <laughs> to go <laughs> see the kid. But if that's a problem for them or, you know, we do everything to accommodate that situation. One, they can ride with you know, the family case manager at DCS going that direction. Um, if that works out, we, you know, we will do anything to help accommodate our volunteers to go see that child every month. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, I was just curious as far as, um, I guess I didn't realize that's how that works. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. 
So what what they need to do is not cut fifteen percent. <laughs> I, mean, I mean seriously. Yeah. So I mean, then we have to look for that funding elsewhere. You know, whenever they do that, because we still have a need. Our need is we still have children on a wait list that we need to serve. Yeah. Well, the reason I said Porter County is by Lake County, so that's why. Yeah, yeah, it's yes. Just, 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 uh-huh. That's why it came up to my mind. So yeah, all those I don't know anybody in Porter County, so I don't <laughs> think I, I had a reason to say that. I could have said any county up north. But, Me too, okay. yeah. I just think of Lake County because we have a residential facility there that we send kids to. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, do you have any classes going right now? So right now, we are recruiting volunteers for a class that's getting ready to start. We have four um, volunteers that have already signed up for that class. And what um, our volunteer coordinator is working on right now is the logistics of what day works best for you to start that class. And this class that we're starting is going to be a flex training. And so we haven't really done a flex training in mm, a year or so. Um, just because what's worked is the traditional in our office trainings. Mm-hmm. And we really <laughs> like that. But what was going to work best for this particular group of volunteers that are getting ready to take this training was the flex option. So the flex option means part of the training will be online. And then another part of the training will be where they go into the courtroom and they do the observation. But the majority of it is on the computer and there's interaction between our um, each other that's in the class through that online portion and then also with our instructor which is our case coordinator. So it's very interactive, Yeah. Um, but it's virtual, basically. Okay, all right. Well, that's something. Yeah. That is really something. And we've been doing that pre-COVID because we just had that option available to us, and mm-hmm. it worked because we always want to be you know, accommodating to our volunteers in any way that we could bring volunteers in and be accommodating to them. We allow you know, that to be our number one priority. Okay. It sounds, uh, wow, you do accommodate. You do go out of your way. We try. We really do try. You do. (laughs) You do. Wow. Uh, Let me ask you something. Uh, With the Youth Village closing, does that affect you at all? Um, No, it really doesn't um, because we, you know, the children that we are serving, uh, really we do everything we can to keep them out of a residential type setting or uh, um, they have children that are, uh, detained necessarily so those children you know we're not really working with we're working with those children that you know are in their home or have been removed and in are in a foster care type situation well, the reason I ask is because what if it was a situation where there was one of the family members incarcerated there I guess you'd use incarcerated at the youth village I don't know if we're, or at the youth village and he and the casa has the other family members at home. I mean, I didn't know if there's ever a correlation. Um, we oh. haven't ran into that. Okay, yet. okay. Well, I'm yeah. stretching a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. I just didn't know if it has an effect on you guys yeah, or not. Yeah, no, we really haven't been affected by that. Okay, all right. Okay, um, that's good. Yeah. That's, I mean, we, we want some good news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, it, it is very sad to me to hear that news. I, um, I it's, devastating. It is. It you is. know, they've been. You know, CASA was under them for many years, and have they were very supportive of CASA, and I would just hate to see the loss of that to our community. Yeah. All right. Let's go back now to things happening with CASA. Um, we mentioned uh, the class 
And again, when does it start? So um, right now she's got one more um, tra- one more volunteer that she's doing the interviewing process with, and that is to be announced because it's kind of what works for all of them on the exact date that will be starting. But um, it's looking like March the 1st, the first week of March, they will be starting. How does it feel to be full staff? <laughs> Fantastic. Can I say that? I just don't want to hold my breath right now because, you know, you just never know. But uh, we have a great team that's working together, you know, um, nine staff members at the CASA office working together to serve our volunteers in our community. Okay. I just, I know it's it's been a struggle for you. And I mean, I I just have... Because I wouldn't, Denise couldn't make it. I knew it was because she was shorthanded. Yes. So. Yes. Um, but, you know, I feel like we are really at a good place right now with uh, the staff that we have and everybody working together, in, you know, on the cases and um, internally as well. All right. If anybody has any questions about CASA, anything we've talked about, or maybe are interested in one day, taking that step closer. I would encourage you to reach out to our CASA office, and there's many ways that you can do that. Um, Go to our website at knoxcountycasa.com. You can get more information on our website, as well as you can apply to become a CASA volunteer. Um, You can go on Facebook to Knox County CASA, and you can send us a message, and we will respond right back to you. Um, that way you can also see our, you know, many different posts about CASA on there as well. Um, or stop in our office. We'd love to share with you about our CASA program. You can meet the wonderful staff in our office and just see what CASA is about. So uh, court appointed special advocate. We need more of you out there to do some volunteering. And maybe this year you want to volunteer and this would be a great way to do that. Give back to your community, advocating for those children in need. Okay, appreciate you coming in and look forward to talking to you next month. Thank you so much. All right, stay tuned. More of the morning chat coming up on WAOV. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Back on the morning chat with Ed Ballinger on WAOV. And representing Qantas, friend of mine, Keith Dotes. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. Hey, uh, I know you've been at, how long have you been with Qantas? Uh, if you can do the math back to 1986, what would that be? Almost, oh, almost 40 years. Almost 40 years. Wow. Wow. Did you know much about Qantas before you joined? Uh, there, were, there were a lot more specific organizations back then i can remember jc's was was a was a big organization but they had a they had an age limit if you were i think if you were over 30 or 35 you could you could no longer be a member of jc's really that's crazy when you think about it now but um really all the the communities unfortunately all the community service clubs are suffering in terms of a membership drop uh, the new generation or the generation below myself and yourself and even the next generation behind them, they're they're so involved and they're so engrossed in 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 and their children are so involved in so many things. They're playing travel, volleyball, travel basketball, travel soccer, things like that. It just really doesn't leave today's 
today's parents with a whole lot of time to to serve the community through not-for-profit organizations like like Rotary, like Kiwanis, and I guess um, uh, Civitan is is still active here in Vincennes. But there used to be so many more. Used to be a Lions Club. Used to be D Malay. Used to be uh, uh, who was that? It was a dag on it. There was a Cub League team that I. Uh, that I played on years ago, Optimist. Yes, um, yes. And, but it's it's unfortunate. But our, our Kiwanis Club, uh, it, we're, we're plodding along. We've got about 50 members. Uh, we have about oh, 15 to 20 that show up for our weekly meetings. And uh, we, we're still active. We're still raising money. And we're still contributing and giving back to the community at the, the level that we're capable of giving back to. So Yeah, it, you know, and it's it really is. Now, you have – Key Club, right? That's, we do. It's, it's our high school group. Uh, it's called Key Club. Uh, I think Rotary calls it Inter, Interact, Interact, something yeah, like that. Right. Um, but we're Key Club. I think uh, Circle K is the college branch of Kiwanis. And, and honestly, Jackie Foley is uh, the person who really spearheaded mm -hmm. the Key Club a few years ago, maybe 10 years ago or so. Uh, just does a tr phenomenal job um, in organizing that, keeping the kids active. Uh, they raise money too. We've got uh, community service projects, uh, fundraising projects that we do with our key club. We help them out, and they help us out. It's just really been a great win-win, and 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 spreading the concept of community service to these high school kids is is just immeasurable. Right, right. Okay, getting back to Kiwanis, what is the mission of Kiwanis? Oh, I guess our mission we, we're focused primarily on children on kids, anything that benefits kids. And uh, Kiwanis uh, in the state of Indiana uh, really focuses on Riley Children's Hospital. Uh, they have a lot of um, fundraising projects. We have some local fundraising projects uh, that we specifically do for, for Riley, the money that we raise, the profit uh, that comes in, we, we donate to Riley. Uh, I've, I've never been to Riley Children's Hospital. I haven't either. Uh, but several of our club members have. They've taken the tour, and the work that they do is, is I know, is just, just phenomenal. It's, it's incredible and certainly well, well worth our, our attention and our efforts and our financial uh, commitment to them. I know we, we have probably have all had friends or people we know who have used Riley. I mean, they've had a child at Riley or, or whatever, and... It's just it's amazing what they do there. It's most amazing. most of the money that we raise Ed with Kiwanis, and I think the other community service clubs to a certain extent are this way too. I'm trying to think of the things. I guess we do give a decent amount of money to some other not for profits around the area, but uh, we we spend a lot of money uh, giving scholarships to high school seniors um, at 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 all of the the county high schools. Um, sponsor the. Cub League, Qantas team in the Cub League, and I think in the local in the in the in the soccer program. But uh, we 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 really focus on kids. We try to we try to give as much as of our money, benefact our money each year to 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 programs and things that benefit children in 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 our county. Yeah, they're going to be our future. You know that. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I hope it's going to be a good future. I do too. Uh, I really do appreciate everything Kiwanis does. You know, you, you raise a lot of money, and, and you you could go around town to see Kiwanis everywhere as far as things that you guys have done. Well, I hope so. I mean, it's, it's obvious. Uh, what's the one area maybe that we're not aware of, Keith, that Kiwanis does? 
Well, I think probably scholarships uh, might be one. I just touched upon that. Um, we are uh, getting ready to, to sponsor our second pickleball tournament, uh, which was a, a, a really good idea. And again, um, you know, uh, Mallory Hughes, our, our president this year, Jackie Foley, they were uh, spearheads uh, for that. I think they both play pickleball. Do you play? Just, I, I've played maybe two or three times. I haven't played yet. <clears throat> I keep saying I'm going to. Just don't make it out I'm, there. I'm a, I, I will brag on myself. I've, I've been uh, a really good ping pong player, but I haven't, I, I just for whatever reason, I haven't been able to transfer that well, to the to the pickleball. Now, court. see, I've got a friend who's a tennis player who says the same thing. Can't, uh, I can't adjust to it. But, but I tell you what, we had Jackie on here talking about that last year, about the tournament and – they they really put that thing together well last year. Well, yeah, and and we we learned. Uh, it was it was a really good thing. Uh, it brought in a, a lot of income for the for the club. It was something that I think benefited the community. That's one of the few things that we do that isn't necessarily so oriented toward toward kids, um, because most of the players in pickleball obviously are are adults, um, and even some elderly adults like you know like myself and people who are are my age. But the money that we raise for that goes back into the community to benefit children, which is what you know the, the great thing about some of these fundraisers that, that right. we do. Right. And, you know, I, I think, you know, you mentioned about people having a um, – it's hard to give them time because time is so precious anymore with constantly – we live in a – what is it, a fast food society. Uh, Basically, yeah. we're always on the go and going places. But it's amazing, though, that how these – Public service organizations, especially Kiwanis, maintain stuff. Well, and, and, and it goes back to what I said just a few minutes ago that I can remember when my kids were growing up, I thought that they were active, and they were. They were involved in, in a lot of things, but it, but it wasn't at the level that it seems to be today. And there was still time. I mean, I always found time to – I mean, I, I rarely missed a, a, a weekly Kiwanis meeting – when we had the fundraising events and activities, always there to, to help contribute, and I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not beating up on the the generation of, of, of my kids who are now raising their own children. Their 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 priorities are just are just different. They are. Than I got kids that age too. Yeah, I got kids that age too, and you're right. One of the things I always love about Kiwanis, and I and you can tell by looking at me, I love your pancake breakfast, <laughs> and that's coming up. It is, isn't it? It's going to be, uh, well, we're into the Lent season, uh, and uh, right at the end of Lent is our pancake breakfast, uh, which is the, the day before Easter. And the last, oh, I'd say the last five, six, seven years, we've started having our pancake breakfast um, at the Washington Elementary School, mm-hmm. right next to Greg Park, because we partner with the city parks department mm-hmm. and put on the uh, annual Easter egg hunt. In Greg Park, we we buy the bicycles. Uh, we 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 pay for some of the other uh, things that go into that. Uh, it's not a fundraiser for us, uh, but it's something that we give back part of the money uh-huh. that we have in, in into that project. But we have our, our pancake breakfast coming up. It's going to be on March 30th this year at the Washington Elementary School, seven to eleven, and then they'll start registering um, at ten o'clock at Greg Park for the Easter egg hunt, and then about I think around eleven o'clock is when they actually start turning the kids loose. And, right, right. Well, I love your pancake breakfast. <laughs> but, that, but that's been a really good partnership oh, for goodness. us with the city parks and, and, the, and, the, and the Vincennes Community School 
Corporation has been very, very generous mm -hmm. in allowing us to, to use that facility uh, there at Washington Elementary because people can come to the pancake breakfast. They don't have to get in their cars and drive anywhere. They can just mm -hmm. walk walk right across over to the Easter egg hunt. And right. And we're looking forward to that again yeah. this year. It's, uh, again, it's, isn't it funny that one of the things I always remember about you guys has to do with food. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. That's all right. <laughs> Although we just, we don't cook corn at the rendezvous anymore. Now, <clears throat> was that basically just not getting enough people? Or that was, was part a, of it. Yeah. I mean, it's hard in the summertime, especially. And or, that's a two-day event. It, yeah, it, it, a it's a holiday weekend. Pa the pancake breakfast is three or four hours. Uh, John Seavers has headed that up for a, for a <laughs> long time, and he, he puts a lot of time into that. But he gets a lot of help. Uh, our, our club really supports that. Uh, we turn out. Uh, the volunteers show up. And... Um, it's 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 been a really good thing, and and, and you're right. The the rendezvous it just it got to the point over the years that it was just so hard to to man that it was just it was very labor intensive, and as club membership dwindles and the people who participate in those kinds of of activities um, uh, wanes away, it just made it very difficult. Um, and and the 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 we noticed a decrease in revenue, decrease in crowd size over the years. Hopefully that's. I think that's going to be coming back uh, mm -hmm. to the rendezvous. The, the crowds are going to get a little bit bigger. Um, but it's it's just one of those things that evolves over time. Uh, it worked out great, but it just was time for us to move uh, to a, in a different direction. One of the directions we moved into was uh, partnering with uh, Rotary on the uh, Reese Cross America program. Mm -hmm. That's That's been a fundraiser for us. It's been a good community service uh, in, in placing Rees at the graves of the veterans throughout the cemetery. We just finished mm -hmm. in December. Uh, another pretty successful campaign. We, we've seemed to have topped out at selling about 2,000, 2,100, 2,200 wreaths, and we've got about 3,500 veterans buried in the in the Vincennes City Cemetery. So we're we're hoping that we'll continue to show a little bit of growth, and we'll eventually get to get to 100% coverage out there. The other thing I got to ask you is uh, on, on that. Um, as the years have progressed, are we seeing more and more wreaths being bought? We this was our seventh year, <clears throat> and right. and I, I, I it did early on, um, but I but it's it's it, it's kind of leveled off. I think the most uh, wreaths that we've sold we got a we got a, a a big donation from one of the local businesses. I think we got up to maybe twenty three or twenty four, maybe even twenty five hundred. Um, but it's the 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 level we we've just really kind of kind of peaked off right now the last two or three years okay. about twenty one hundred. So we need. Get that push back up then yeah right? okay. yeah we'd, we'd like to to get more businesses involved and in, uh in, in in sponsoring wreaths not just buying one or two or, or you know wreaths or so but you know donating enough money that we can we can use use their contribution to buy about a hundred or so okay we, we need we need more of those kind of kind of sponsors okay all right if somebody would like to be a kwanian how they do it well uh i guess the easiest thing to do would be to just uh, come to a, come to one of the meetings. We meet every Thursday at noon. Uh, we've just at the first of the year we started meeting at the Hetty Center at Good Samaritan Hospital. It's been a, a really nice uh, nice place for us to meet. Rotary meets there. They meet on Tuesdays. We meet on Thursdays. Uh, just come to one of the meetings. Uh, one of, in, any member. Uh, we've got a Facebook page uh, that they can go to. Uh, Vincent's Kiwanis on Facebook. Uh, I think we've got an application there. We've got some contact information. They can call me. Mm -hmm. uh, my number is 887-0159. They can call Keith Dodes or find me on Facebook or uh, look up Media 5 uh, Sports online and send me an email through uh, through my, my company's website. 
a lot of ways that, that you can get involved. Um, we're like everyone else. We're, we're, look, we're looking for people who want to who want to give back to the community. You know, Kiwanis is, Kiwanis is is just a group of average people. You know, it's business people, it's retired people, um, all walks of life, all professions, um, all age groups, and none of us, unfortunately, are filthy rich enough to just <laughs> be completely philanthropic on our own. So we we partner with. 50 or 60 other people around the community who are in the same situation that we are, and we can pull our time, we can pull our resources, uh, pull our talents, and we can we can we can raise money, and then we can be philanthropic as a group. Okay, appreciate your time, Keith. Always, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having us, Ed. All right, stay tuned. More of the morning chat coming up on WAOV.